Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We have one more week of very, very busy times with high school basketball as the second weekend of mid-season tournaments is going to come to a close today. It's already come to close for a few teams, but for most of the teams, they'll finish things up either this morning, this afternoon, or for the McPherson girls. Tonight, I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man, bright and early, on a Saturday morning in McPherson, Steve Sell. Steve, I, I was worried about you yesterday. You look like and you feel like you've got more life to you today. Oh, that little Welch's grape juice. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. That'll help. And anytime seeing the father of dog ball, that always gets me excited. Yeah, he, he is a guy that inspires. He is inspirational. Well, we've got a busy, busy show this morning, and we'll start off with the team who has a busy, busy day as they will play in the 715 championship game of the Mid-America Classic tonight. The McPherson girls have won back-to-back -back games on back-to-back -back nights, first beating Ulysses 92-28 to on Thursday night, and then last night beating Wellington 67-29, to a game that they led 15-2 to at the end of a quarter and 40-6 to at the halftime break. As we are joined by Coach Strathman this morning, you've got a little bit extra time because Coach Kenneman is somewhere in South America yeah. roaming the desert, and so you get to take all of his time this morning. But what a fun first two games for you guys this week. I think you knew that you had a chance to put up some points against Ulysses. You did that last night defensively early on. You guys were very, very difficult for Wellington to move the ball across half court against. And for two games to begin this tournament, I don't know if you could have drawn it up to go a whole lot better. No, we really couldn't have. And, and you know, you mentioned the... Um, you know, last night our defense, whether if they did break the press, I uh, felt like they were just really sped up, even when they tried to get in their offense, that they were struggling uh, first half to get the looks they wanted. So um, I, I was really pleased with our effort and focus with that. Um, offensively, we, you know, we had a dry spell there for a while and, and couldn't throw it in the ocean from three or whatever. I know, Steve, you mentioned, what, five threes? In a minute 25 last In night. a minute 25. So that was that was a pretty crazy stretch. You don't see that very often. But, uh, you know, those kinds of things aren't going to happen very often. And they're not going to happen against an opponent like Shawnee Mission Northwest tonight just because the style of game is going to be so different for us. As a reminder for people, the bracket today, seventh place game at 2 o'clock, Ulysses in Manhattan, 345 as Wichita Northwest and Shawnee Mission South. Third place game at 5.30 will be Olathe South and Wellington. And then you guys taking on Shawnee Mission Northwest in the final game. You've had a chance to see the Shawnee Mission Northwest team twice this week against teams that they have already played. And two what I would call quality opponents in Shawnee Mission South, a team that they had just beaten earlier this week by 30. And then they turn around and win by 20 yesterday. Then, or, and then on Thursday, I mean. And then on Friday, they played an Olathe South team that I thought athletically, height-wise, would be able to do some things to change what they wanted to do. And in the first half, I thought they did a good job of that. Olathe South had them a little bit flustered offensively. But in that second half, they threw it inside to Kennedy Taylor, and she just went to town in the fourth quarter. I think she scored 12 in the fourth quarter, and Shawnee Mission Northwest went on to roll. This is a different animal than some posts that you have seen. Reminds me a little bit more of, Kennedy Brown and that Derby team where she is at times the focal point of that offense and I think she's the big task today yeah you know we always had a lot of success actually guarding Kennedy and getting her out of her comfort zone a little bit even though she obviously was 6'6 but it's not as easy to push Kennedy Taylor out of her comfort zone because she's just so physical uh, gets to her spots where she wants the ball uh, we'll have to do as good a job as we can of making her uncomfortable and hopefully speeding her up a little bit, but she's a great player. She's got good hands and, and good footwork around the post, and like you said, she gets to her spot, and you're not going to root her out of there because no. she, she gets anchored in there. And uh, the thing is, um, they've got some guards, too, that 
hit some shots in the second half. They did in the first half, but they had some guards hit some shots in the second half. Yeah, and they really broke that game open. You know, I mean, I know the Olathe South game the first time was was a three point win, uh, but Shawnee Mission Northwest went on a twenty three seven run to finish that game. Pretty much the last two minutes of the third, plus the fourth quarter, they dominated that game. And then the four quarters yesterday, they beat them by 20. Is that right? I think something like that. So you kind of put those numbers together. In the last five quarters, basically, uh, they've beat beat Olathe South by about 40 combined. So that tells you how good Shawnee Mission Northwest really is. Uh, They are undefeated for a reason. They're number three in 6A for a reason. Um, they're just a really solid team. We have our hands full tonight. Well, it's a real contrast in styles because you guys, you guys, almost need to replace the basketball with a with a with a baton because it's just you know you you have such sprinter speed and get up and down the floor. They are very comfortable just kind of walking the ball up the floor, playing pretty methodical. You know they don't want to speed things up. So how do you get them to the pace you like to play? That is always easier said than done. Um, <laughs> And we've we've struggled with that with you know Olathe South a little bit in the past and uh, Northwest uh, whatever it was four years ago we played them when uh, Taylor and Mandy were sophomores and uh, that was like a 42-37 game something like that and it was just a struggle to score you know it, it's that's the pace they dictate and it's hard it's harder for us to get them out of that uh, than than people would think. Um, they're just they're just a solid team. They know what they want to do and they, they grind you out. And that is the Sunflower League style of play. Any films you watch are like the East, like the Northwest. The Mighty Hawks. The Mighty Hawks, yeah. Jim's <laughs> alma mater there. But that is their that's their typical pace of play. And they just grind you and it's a defensive battle and um and we often understand that there could be some stretches where it's a little bit difficult to score. We have to string together stops at those times too. And I also think you've got to get some points inside. You can't rely just on the three. Uh, yep. You know, you're going to have to get some points inside. But uh, uh, one player who's really done a good job inside, outside, it doesn't matter. Grace Pyle, I think, has really had a great tournament so far. You look at her line, it's just been fantastic. But what I really liked about her game um, in this tournament She's rebounded and she's assisted. She's really made that extra pass. Of course, they all have. I mean, everybody's been offensively. You guys have been, you know, it's been pretty textbook. But Grace has really stepped up. She has played excellent these first two games. I know I heard uh, you guys talk about her having a double double last night at the half, and of course I saw that on the stat sheet too. And and uh, that was that was a great performance. I thought she played outstanding. Um, really bothered Ali Zika, too. You know, Ali's their main pl- main player offensively. Um, I thought Grace sped her up, contested, blocked some shots, and um, made it tough on her to get going. So that was good. So she's had a great tournament. Well, you've talked about a couple of times this week that the Mid-America Classic, the last couple years for your team, has been that springboard where this is your last really big test before you get into league play and a chance to finish strong. But I think in particular, the championship game of the last two Mid-America Classics has been the springboard. You picked up a win two years ago against a very good Manhattan team. Not only did you do a really good job against Christiana Carr, who's now a great player at Kansas State, but you got Mandy Cooks back involved that night. She had a terrific game, and I think that built confidence for March. Last year... You played a very good Olathe South team, and if I remember right, I think they were undefeated when they were in the championship game last year, and you really did a great job defensively against them. I thought that that sort of rocketed you into the month of February, and tonight with a win over Shawnee Mission Northwest, I think it would be the same effect, that this is a chance to really springboard this team into the final month of the season. It, uh, it can definitely have that opportunity. You know, I, I just want us to play well. Um, compete and just get after it. You know, I, our girls played with such great pace and such focus and energy the uh, last championship game against the Latha South uh, that we didn't have to make as many adjustments as we were prepared to make. Uh, we just we just took them out of what they wanted to do as much as possible. I don't know that we'll be able to do that tonight um, just because they're, they're so well, well balanced uh, with the way they play that that's going to be a little more difficult, I think, but you know, if we're able to and, and come away with a win tonight, yeah, it should be a great springboard for us. Then we get Emma Mom back in a couple of weeks and have our team that we're going to have, hopefully, 
for postseason and have it down the stretch. I think Jerry Fithian will be very mad at me if we don't mention one more time the free throw shooting contest and the three-point shooting contest starting at 11 inside the roundhouse. I think you said last night that Lakin Schieferk and Emma Ruddle will be in the free throw contest. Lakin will try and defend her crown, while Grace Pyle and Cassidy Beam will be in the three-point shooting contest. I think you've got a chance to sweep today. I think you've got a chance. Maybe. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. I think you've got a chance. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, there's. I think we have as good a chance as anybody. You know, the, the free throw shooting usually turns out pretty interesting. There's, there's some girls that usually step up that you weren't sure about as far as how good a player they were, and then they just go out there and just drain 32 out of 35 or something like that. So you never know. And then the three-point contest is always fun event, too. Well, I went one out of two last night with young Cade. It hey, was pretty. It was pretty good form, wasn't it? It wasn't bad. I saw the video. You know, it's <laughs> it's not bad. Come out and watch the free throw contest. They all have some tips for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, they'll have a little better form than I do. <laughs> well, Coach Strath, the best of luck tonight and the rest of the day. Uh, thank you. We'll take our first break on our high school coaches show this morning, presented by the Fifty Six Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's high school coaches show, presented by the Fifty Six Family Restaurant in Galva. Just heard from McPherson girls coach Chris Strathman. What a busy day they are going to have at the Mid-America Classic. A 7-15 matchup with Shawnee Mission Northwest tonight. They've got the free throw contest and the three-point shooting contest, and that will be starting at 11 this morning as well. We're now joined by Heston girls coach Matt Richardson after it feels like you've been gone for like a month and a half. Which one do you think you'd be better at, three-point shooting contest or free throw shooting contest? <laughs> oh, right now, I don't know. I, I don't think we're doing either very Slam well. dunk contest, that would, that would be <laughs> for, for you. No, I meant for you. Oh, for me, heck no. Oh, I'll tell you, I covered Matt when he played at Matt College. I'll guarantee you the three-point shooting contest would be his cup of tea. I'm sure that's what the father of dog ball out there, he would enter him in the three-point contest. Well, we haven't talked to you for a while, but your team is 10-4. and four. Last night picked up a 46-39 win on the road at Bueller. Last week you went over to the Hillsboro Tournament and took third, beating Holcomb there in the final day, 60-28. to It feels like the Heston girls have played like 15 games in the month of January. It feels like you haven't had a night off, but I think that it looks like your team is playing well right it, now. It's a lot of fun right now. It's it's good. Elise is really starting to spread the ball around, and she's she's getting the right amount of shots to make her, her game go well, and she's distributing the basketball. We're starting to shoot the ball really well. Uh, we were 7 of 13 against Holcomb on Saturday night. Last night we had several threes that went down. Um, and our kids are just starting to feel a little more comfortable. You know, Friday night we had Riley County over there at Hillsboro, and we were one of 16 from three and lose by two. And so our defense really, really does a nice job of keeping us in ball games. Last night you went to Bueller, always a tough place to ba uh, play at Baker Fieldhouse. Uh, great atmosphere. But to, to get a win over a quality 4A team, uh, that, that's got to be a very much of a confidence booster for you. We came out of the gate got some easy looks early it gave us a lot of confidence I think it was 10 or 12 nothing right to start and that pretty much was the difference in the ball game uh, we were allowed to just kind of stay in front and try to stay in front of a lot of those quick Bueller girls who like to get to the rim and create for somebody else and uh, forced them to shoot from the outside so I thought we did a good job early on and being aggressive and then we were able to just maintain well we've talked a little bit about some of the really tough mid-season tournaments that were going on this week, some of those all-girl tournament weeks, and one of them being the Haven tournament where there are so many really, really good teams. You throw in a team like Nickerson as well that has been tough. There are a lot of really good teams that were playing this weekend in tournaments. You guys got all your work done last week, and so some of these teams, like Haven, play a lot of games this week, and then you get a chance to see that Haven team this week. I think you'll be on the road at Haven. Will that be on yes. Tuesday night? Yes. So a really busy month of February for this team, it looks like, on the schedule. All CKL games. How are the district or, or the sub-state standings looking at this point for you guys? Well, our girls' sub-state is, is a lot of our league schools. We've got Halstead, Haven, and are the, probably the top two teams in that one so far. And they're, they're going to be – they played last night, and uh, it just, just a knockdown drag out. You know, that tournament down there at Haven really shows a lot of our good quality league teams. And – we're sitting in there. We got ten, we're ten and four, and we're going to be fighting for a home game wow. in our substate. I think it, we're sitting at the four five seed right now as it is. So we'll see how Southeast Saline comes in. They're sitting in there, and so is uh, Council Grove. They just I don't know if they see the the weekly competition that we do. Uh, it's we have a, a lot of really good coaches in our league, and we got some good talented girls as well. Well, as you start to go down the final stretch here in the month of February, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six games in the month of February. 
Where do you compare this year's team to where you were at a year ago here going into the month of February and, and maybe some of the maturity for some of the players to make this run down the stretch? It's a lot of fun this year because all three of our starting guards started a year ago. Um, they're very athletic. Three of, the, of my girls were on the state 4x4 state championship team last year. Got some very athletic kids. They understand a little bit more and are starting to value the basketball. Uh, turning the ball over has slowly started to decrease uh, this year. So it's very, very nice to see how our girls are keeping their composure late in the game. Well, the Heston girls have a huge matchup with Haven on Tuesday. They will then return home and play Hillsboro on Friday. The week after that, they played Lions as well as Larned, Nickerson, and Pratt after that. A whole lot of really tough games in the month of February. <laughs> it is, and everyone means something. We realize it's one game at a time. Those kids have a goal in mind about making sure we have a home game. Uh, then we're going to be at Hall State if we make it that far to go to Substate. So it's just it's a really really good finish for our kids. We're s starting to figure some things out. Our interior play is is uh, up and down, but defensively I don't have to worry about our girls. They're always going to be there, and we rebounded the ball really well. Well, Coach Richardson, good to see you this week. Thank you. It's been a while. <laughs> I I don't know if you've been here since like December 18th. That's probably about right. <laughs> but it's great to have you back. Everybody missed you. The father of dog ball, I think he really missed you. It's always fun to see Roger and have a, have a conversation. We always reminisce a little bit, too. Is there anybody in the room that doesn't like Roger? <laughs> oh, I, I don't think he's ever been in a room where somebody doesn't like I him. I don't think so. Well, Coach Richardson, best of luck the rest of the week. And sit down and relax today while all those other teams have to play a lot of games. It'll be nice to take a Saturday off. Well, we can now hear from boys coach Greg Raleigh for Heston, a team that has really been on the rise this year. They are 12-1. and They have been... Very, very good, and they also picked up a nice win on the road at the And I think last they're night. number three in class, 3A. They have been number one. I think they've been number two. They've, I think they're now sitting at number three. They've been in the top three, I think, uh, pretty much all year. And what a win for them last night. Again, going to Bueller. Uh, you know, we saw Bueller earlier this year. Uh, you know, a team with a lot of talent, tremendous talent. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a great win on the road. For the Swather boys last night. Well, as we're now joined by Coach Greg Raleigh, whose team is actually 13 and one. I shorted him one game. Oh, 13 and one. I knew they were 12 and one going into the night. And a nice win on the road at Bueller. You take on a team that's ranked in the top five in Class 4A and has been very good this season. And really, they've been a good offensive team. You hold them to just 51 points on your home floor. It felt like you guys had a really nice win last night at Bueller. Yeah, that was a good win. Um... I thought we played well. We had, we had some kids really step up that uh, um, hadn't been playing a whole lot, but uh, had a couple kids sick. So um, I don't know. It was it was good. We did defend well. Braden Schilling did a really good job on Alexander, and I mean he's going to get get some. But I think every shot he took was pretty well contested, and uh, you know we didn't send him to the free throw line. So um, we did a lot of good things there. Well, you matched up against one of the top teams in Class 4, and you guys have played a really tough schedule this year, even going back to the Hillsborough Tournament last week. You took on a good St. John team in a lower classification, but you've played an Emporia team as well. You've played a Nickerson team this year. You guys have not been afraid the last couple of years to go out and play some really good teams, and especially to go to Bueller. That's a tough game on this schedule, and yeah. I think you guys are still building some really good quality wins this year. <laughs> I'm afraid all the time, man. I don't... They don't let me make the schedule or <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean our schedule this year I think our our league is really deep and, and good this year. Uh it's always good but it's deeper and I mean our schedule is I mean just look give me one that I think I'm gonna win and uh, <laughs> there's not really one on there that you can say, Hey, that's when we show up, you know. We're probably going to win. So. Well, I talked to you this morning when you got here. I, I, I couldn't find the box score on my email this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, Coach I, Coach Fleming's about to be fired. But I would fire him, except he does everything. So, yeah. I mean, but but I, I had to ask something. you, you know, you gave me a couple guys. I you know, I always talk about how many guys you play. You gave me some guys today that I hadn't heard of, and they were your top scorers. <laughs> you had a really nice balance, though, last night. Yeah, we had three guys with 12 and one with 11, and another with nine and seven. and. Um, they just stepped up. Uh, there's, I mean, Jake Proctor's going to be a really good player. He's a freshman. Uh, Casey got in foul trouble. Esau was sick, so he got a lot more minutes. Uh, and made use of him. Ty Schrader 
That's another guy I hadn't had. I don't think Clyde's I've had him. He's going to be a really good player. He's another sophomore. Um, his mom will get mad at me if she's listening. But he, he really hasn't played much basketball the last two years in school ball. And so I always say, you know, a guy just needs some experience. But maybe he's past that. I'm supposed to shut up and not say that anymore. So um, he just brings energy. I mean, he's been playing all along, but he's been, you know, eighth, ninth guy. But uh, he played more minutes last night. He's probably going to get more regular minutes uh, now. He's really uh, he's really came on. So. And you mentioned Jake Proctor, and we always have these Roger Trimble connections, but Ben Proctor – Played for the father of dog ball. Ben was a – I don't know what kind of player Jake is, but Ben was a very athletic guy, could really jump and, and run and very good around the basket. And Jake is – now how big is Jake? Oh, Jake's about six one, but he's a point guard and can really shoot it. So okay. Maybe they're opposites. I don't know. But, uh, I told Ben last night I'm pretty sure Jake's better than him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes we'll see this at the college level where teams can be so deep and on any given night you don't know who's going to go out and score. At the high school level, you typically don't have that type of a team unless you are really, really, really deep where you can have that number 11, number 10 guy go out and have a big game. And I think that's what is so unusual about your team this year is that you've been able to go 10, 11, 12 deep at times this year. And I heard you mention, oh, that guy was sick. Oh, that guy was sick. Well, you just throw another piece in there, and I think that's very unusual for the high school game. How have you been able to balance that? Has it just been everybody's lined up, and when one person goes out, you say, all right, next guy go in? I mean, how have you balanced that this year with so many different guys that can give well, you big-time minutes? Our roles have been a little more defined this year, I think, than last year. Um, last year is my fault. I, I, I probably tried to play too many people. Um, this year we've been – we. I mean, foul trouble and things, we'll go a little deeper. But uh, we've had a pretty solid core, and there will be one sick here or there. But, you know, we have a lot of kids. We, I mean, we like to think we practice hard and uh, the practices are competitive. And, you know, our JV will put it to our varsity sometimes. And Ty and Jake are, you know, oftentimes with the second five or whatever. And uh, so I, I think that's made them better, and, and they sometimes kick our butts. So, it, you know, it's <laughs> – I don't know. They they just step up and go in and play, and you know we have our Wally Pitt moments that uh, you know goodness you may have lost your job there. So it's competitive, and they know that each and every day. So I think uh, you have Haven coming up. Is that correct on Tuesday? Yep, Haven, Haven on, on Tuesday, Hillsborough on Friday. It so you're, you're into the H's here. now. So yeah. you're in the H schedule. But Haven has always been a a very quality team, and Hillsborough. I know they've got guys that can shoot it. Yeah. Well, I mean Haven's undefeated and. Um, we battled with them. They beat us last year. Uh, you know, I think they're ranked. I don't know. They're ranked pretty high in 3A. So I think they were second last I saw or whatever. Lonnie's a really good. Co- That's the other thing. Our league is 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 uh, everybody's. I mean, it's very well coached and everybody knows what you're going to do. So um, you know, you, you got to find a little new wrinkle or somebody's got to step up or, you know, they're, they're going to know everything that you're doing. So um, it should be should be a good week, and hopefully we're ready. Greg, best of luck next right. week. And uh, uh, the H, get into the H's and probably got Halstead again at some point. Do you have nah, Halstead? we're done with Halstead. Okay. Hillsborough, Haven. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. They're all gone. They're all we got to go to Lions. Yeah. I don't want to do that because uh, Brian and I are – Pretty close. He used to be my assistant, and they're playing really well. I'm I'm really happy for them and seeing that because yeah. you know they've had some rough years, but they're always going to battle you and fight you. So and this year they're getting a little confidence. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I we'll think take that's the next week. We'll take another break here on our high school coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We have reached the halfway mark of this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We have heard from McPherson girls coach Chris Strathman as well as both Heston coaches this morning. And we'll now turn things over to Smoky Valley as the Smoky Valley teams took on Clay Center last night. The boys won 61-26 and the girls lost 43-26. And we'll start off with Coach Vanderwig here on the girls' side. They are now 4-7. and seven. And you finished up the Sterling Tournament last week. Ended up taking sixth place at Sterling. Lost to Southeast of Selene in that fifth place game. You had almost the entire week off. You take on Clay Center last night, and it sounded like some of that offense didn't carry over from the Sterling tournament. Yeah, uh, especially in the second half. You know, we, well, 
the first half we didn't play too bad. I felt pretty good going in a break. Uh, I think you're down one, one a half. Down yeah. one. Uh, and defensively played well. Really uh, battled with them. Uh, but, yeah, the second half we, we struggled to find a range. And uh, uh, come out, uh, our, our offensive positions seem to be – fairly short you know three or five seconds make a couple passes and, and put up a shot and they're not necessarily bad shots but when they don't go in and we don't get an offensive rebound then we come down to the other end and uh defensively we ground uh you know uh clay center likes to run a lot of set plays there are times they would have to run to through two or three set plays uh which told me we were playing pretty good defense but then if they end up scoring on the back end of that and we come down an empty possession, that's how that lead stretches. And, you know, we're, uh, we're just not very patient right now on our offensive end. Um, and and some, some players uh, that have uh, been scoring, uh, you know, Carrington Haxton struggled a little bit lately getting some points. And so got to get her going again uh, to get that production. Bree Pretty, same thing last night, didn't have as productive a night as she's had in the past. Uh, it was a tough matchup with uh, with uh, Clara Edwards in there. Yeah, and Clay Center's been good for a long time. The Bullpups actually one year at 4A State played Clay Center. They had a girl, I think, named Bloom that could really shoot it. I think she went and played collegiately. But Well, then you've got Hannah Ferguson, who's at Beth. That's Asia's right. From Clay Center. That's right. So uh, Clay Center's been good for a long time. But, Larry, you turn around, you got to play another game today. How difficult is that to play a game and then turn around and play another game? Well, it's tough, you know, not having uh, – especially, you know, it, it's not as tough as if you're winning. But, <laughs> but when you're losing, it is tough because yeah. if it if it can pile up pretty quickly and you don't have a lot of time to lick your wounds, so to speak. Uh, you know, we're going to come in, uh, try to watch just a, a 30 minutes of film just to talk about Hutch Trinity again. You know, we, we were ready for them on Tuesday, then got iced out. Uh, so it's – switching your mindset to a different style of defense. Uh, you know, where Clay Center plays uh, tough man-to-man, -man, uh, Hutch Trinity looks like plays a 1-3-1. They're long and plays a 1-3-run trapping defense. So so it's a different offense uh, set, different mindset in preparation of that, and so we've got to be ready to go. When we look back to the beginning of this year for your team, you were scoring a lot of points in the yeah. month of December, and as you look back at the last couple of games, the Sterling tournament, under 36 in every game, last night 26. What's the biggest key to get this offense going? Is it just making shots? Is that is it that simple? Oh, I think transition. We're not getting out on transition like we were earlier in the season. I think uh, getting out and running. Um, whether how much you know, how much of that's us? How much of that is uh, the other teams scouting it or, or shutting it down? But uh, we're not getting much in the way of our transition. I think that's a big part of it. And who you got next week? It's just a real light week. Yeah. Next week with yeah. well, you guys are in the stretch of playing like five games in seven days. Yeah, oh my are. gosh. We have uh, Hillsborough at home on Tuesday. Then we go to Hoisington on Thursday for a makeup game, and then turn around and drive to Larned on Friday. Oh my goodness! So That's... we're gonna put some miles on the bus this week. There you but, go. But yeah, you're right. It's a it's a tough stretch. I don't know. Maybe the kids might like that. Less practice. Hey, more I was games. gonna say no school. Yeah, <laughs> probably get probably get to leave school early to a go to Larned. A little bit, yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the bright spots last night, Claire Broxman played a good game, seven point seven rebounds, and she's been providing good energy and coming along. Uh, it, it's been fun to see her development. So, hope to see her continue to to progress for us and, and provide that spark that we need coming off the bench. Well, Coach Vanderwig, best of luck next week. I hope that we get to talk to you on Saturday morning when you guys are making the trip back from Larned. I'm sure you'll get back at, what, like 2 a.m. On, <laughs> yeah. on, on Friday night. So hopefully we'll get to see you on Saturday morning and that you will be awake. Yeah, I hope so. And, and hope, hope have a better message uh, on the outcome of the game for us. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, three games, but – well, four games between now and when we'll see you next. Wow. So that means I, four chances for wins. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Uh, yeah. Don't ask me for a lot of stats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring in Coach Doug Schneider, whose team picked up a win last night over Clay Center for Smoky Valley. They won 61-26. to And, Steve, it feels like the Smoky Valley boys have played a lot of really close games this year. It feels like they have gone down to the wire so many times. And that last night was about the first time that they have been able to walk out of there and probably feel pretty good going into the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, because Coach Schneider, it was a stress-free night for – Coach Snyder and his staff, and and uh, I think when I looked at the uh, score sheet, I think about every every player scored last night. I believe when I looked at the sheet. So, Coach, uh, a feel good night when every guy scores, every guy plays. 
you know, you don't have to worry about the outcome in the fourth quarter. That's a feel-good night. It was a feel-good night. We had a good game. I had to work the dance afterwards. You know, there were really a lot <laughs> of positive. There's nothing like chaperoning that yeah, dance. You just go, it's the whole night from that point on. So it's definitely a lot more fun well, you, to dance after a win, too. Well, maybe your guy, you saw that your guys are better. <laughs> are they better dancers than basketball? If they played basketball like they dance, you'd win state. And they had some moves, I'll give you that. You I don't go. know what to say. But, uh, no, our kids played really well last night. I was really pleased. You know, we – we obviously had that Tuesday game postponed. We were excited about the opportunity to go there Tuesday um, and then, you know, could change gears right away and getting the kids to be refocused to practice Tuesday and, and then getting going again. But, you know, we knew Clay Center was one of those trap games. If we didn't play well and we let them stay in the game, it was going to be difficult. You know, we've had games like that in the past with, with teams in our league, and we jumped on them early. We were up 18-0 out of the gate. Um, I don't think they scored until late in the first quarter. Uh, Johan Rockholtz got off to a great start. He was king last night and scores nine points in the first quarter. Uh, so we're going to crown him king every night for the rest <laughs> of the year. Um, and then, you know, guys got going. We didn't get a lot of scoring out of Cade last night, but we didn't need it. Um, you know, he's been averaging about 15 a game, but uh, Haven Lysel Stewart comes up, puts up 15 off the bench. Game that we thought he could play. He was physical inside, got putbacks, made plays. I think he's only scored 24 points this year, so he's already got 15 more last night. So it was good to see him get going. Trey Kennedy kept up how he's been playing, scored 11. So we got scoring out of people, but bigger than that, I think defensively we played hard all game long. We held him to 11 points in the second half and really did everything that we wanted to be able to do. We scored points. We shut them down. We were able to get guys a lot of rest last night knowing we played a night. Uh, against a team that can make it a track meet. They score a lot of points. So I really ended about as well as we could have asked it to end. And we talked to Larry just before, and what a stretch of games for Smoky Valley. Uh, what did we figure, like five games in seven days or eight days, something like that? Uh, how I do think you, it's five and seven. How do you approach yeah. a schedule, an NBA-type schedule? Well, you know, we um, – we're telling them to get their interviews and stuff out of the way and do their commercials on their own time <laughs> and, and you'll stuff check like into that. the hotel. Before. Yeah, we'll probably we got a you know, two thousand dollars stipend a day. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I mean we, we, we this week's tournament week. If you want to look at it that way, it's a back to back game. You just think about it that way. But then you got to bounce back and be able to respond Monday and have a good practice. And, and our schedule, I mean, I don't know what the girls' is like. I don't know those teams as well, but. You know, we got Hillsborough on Tuesday. Hillsborough's always tough. We always have a war with them. Then you turn around and play a Hoisington team again that you already played once this year in a close game, and, and they've already knocked off Heston as well. And they're clicking on all cylinders, and now they're full force again with uh, Nicholson back. And then you turn around on Friday and play a state team from last year in Larned who's been up and down this year but still ranked in the top 5, 10 in the state. So And you have to go there. Yeah, and we get back-to-back trips to Hoisington and to Larned next week. So our kids are going to have to come out and respond. That's where we're really going to focus on some of our depth, uh, trying to get guys on the court to, to take up some minutes. You know, it's hard sometimes to convince kids like last night to sit when you're having a really good game, but i got to convince them. we got a lot of games and a lot of time, so we got to keep doing what we do, and, and we really need a good, strong run to finish this part of the season off. Do you remember another stretch where you played five games in seven days? Four and seven, that can happen, but five and seven feels like it is about as jam-packed as a high school schedule can be. You know, I'm lucky to have been a JV coach because we play a similar schedule to that, but it's different when you're playing JV versus varsity. There's just a little bit different because, you know, some of those JV nights you may end up with three or four kids you didn't have the other night because they've got a game free so you can sprinkle them in. You know, it, it. I don't remember anything like this. But, you know, the good thing is it makes you think, you know, this preps you for a, a postseason run. This preps you for being able to play a, a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and then turn around and play state on a Wednesday. You know, you got to be ready to go. you got to be ready to bring it with whoever you're going to play. And it's up to us as coaches to get the scouts ready and make sure our kids are ready for each and every one of those games. Our kids just have to come out and do what they've done all year, which is play their tails off every minute of every game. And it's not like Trinity Catholic was sitting around doing nothing last night. They played Sacred Heart. I don't know if they won, but I know that would have been a huge matchup for them. Do you know if they won last night? Trinity lost by 10 to Sacred Heart, so okay. that was good. I mean, like I said, it couldn't have ended up better. They had to play a knockdown, dragout game and play hard. We were able to, to, like you said, coast a little bit in the second half and get guys rest. That's going to be our hopefully saving grace today is be able to come out and bring it and put a lot of pressure on them, tire them out a little bit quicker, and hopefully we have better legs. Well, last year I got to see you guys play Trinity Catholic. That was a game I, I made it up and watched. And, and that team, it was a team for Trinity that ended up going all the way to the state championship game last year, and they were very, very tough. 
And you guys were right with them for the entire 32 minutes, and I think they made a couple of shots there in the last 15, 20 seconds to pull away. But it was a very competitive game there and a chance to make it a very competitive game today, too. Yeah, Bridgewater got a block on us late in the game last year. Otherwise, we'd have gone up by one, and then it just kind of swung. We couldn't finish it out. But they don't have a 6'11 kid this year, so we got to make sure we got to make sure our guys are ready to play. Like I said, uh, having guys step up later in the year like they are, it's starting to open our game up a little bit. Guys believe in each other, and you know it's an exciting run. Coach Nelson always said, uh, you know, once you get to February, anything can happen. It's this crazy, crazy month, and here we are. It's February. Well, Coach Schneider, thanks, and we'll talk to you at your press conference tomorrow morning, <laughs> and then then we'll see you at the hotel. Then we'll go grab a little lunch at some point on Monday whenever we have that off day. Sounds good. You guys have a good one. Thanks, thanks. We will take a break here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. A busy, busy week for a lot of teams on the girls' side since it is midseason tournament week. A lot of the boys' teams played last week. We will not be hearing from Mound Ridge girls coach Vicki Kessler. The Mound Ridge girls will be playing in the seventh place game at Haven today. They'll take on Rose Hill at 11 a.m. And because they had a very quick turnaround from yesterday to today, she was not able to make it up. They lost to Halstead on Thursday, 44-24, and lost to Garden Plain yesterday, 50-21. And like I mentioned, they'll be playing Rose Hill today. The Mount Ridge boys, they were able to pick their, or sit back and not have to work too hard this week as they only had one game, and it made things a little bit easier after a busy week last weekend at the Kenton Galva Tournament. Mount Ridge boys coach Vance Unrau. Make sure I got it right that you time. You got it. <laughs> we, we always get it right, but it was a nice win for your team. You went on the road to Gossel, won 51-45. to And for some reason, I don't have written down the Inman game earlier in the week. I forgot about yeah. that one. So it wasn't quite as easy of a week Well, for well you. The, it didn't The Inman play. game got postponed oh, that's right. because of the weather. Uh, it's the second time we've postponed the Inman game, so we'll be making that up last week in February, February 24. So uh, uh, last night going to Gossel, they just really play hard. It's really, uh, it's really neat that we get a chance to play these Wheat State League schools that used to be Heart of America League schools. Uh, Little River, highly competitive game earlier in the year. Uh, Illyria Christian, very, very competitive. You know, it's a seven-mile trip for us. And to Gossel, it's a 12-mile trip. So, you know, the fans get a chance to follow. Uh, and, and you're an old Gossel guy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's sometimes an interesting mix to go home, but uh, they were friendly. Uh, lots of lots of really good people there. I I I noticed that everybody's gotten older, you know. As you, but you I, haven't. I don't seem to change. Maybe no. Right? But Gossel has the uh, Lindemann kid, very you good know, player. And there's some really nice players in the Wheat State League. Uh, what I would consider some franchise type players, like Garrison at Little River, Lindemann at uh, at Gossel. Uh, guys that can take over a game, very, very dangerous. I say we held him to 12, but every one of his shots look good, and he's a great passer. He's really unselfish. His grandparents live in Mound Ridge. Uh, I've, uh, I won't be missing him in a Gossel uniform uh, next year. He's, uh, and, you know, he's a really neat kid, too, so that makes it even more uh, – enjoyable to coach against you had kind of a three-headed monster last night uh good balance though three guys in that 16 14 area i really uh, i i think i've said it all year i really like these guys they practice hard they work hard uh they care about each other we have good locker room chemistry i know that our record might not show that um you know maybe we're as good as maybe we could be but you know our strength of schedule has just been incredible and i'm I have a freshman point guard that's uh, really starting to to find his niche. Ten assists last Landon, night. Landon Kaufman, who uh, you know uh, is our primary ball handler, and he's the type of kid. You know, even as a freshman, we're starting to figure a few things out as far as you know how I think and what I what I need for him to do, and he distributes the ball well. But you know, I got to hand it to our older older, more experienced uh, kids. They have totally embraced some of our younger guys. And uh, that's really the key to, you know, our development as a team. Um, we've got another freshman, uh, Logan Churchill, that I bring off the bench. So, you know, we've, we've got this mix of experience and uh, youth and inexperience. And, but these guys have played a lot of basketball. So now it's, start to time, it's, it's really start to, uh, time to start, 
you know, February is that month. And it where, goes quick. Where we we start, everybody's looking just a little bit with one eye, maybe, posturing for the substate seeds and kind of where you might fall. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, movement that could happen in our substate, which is just incredibly tough. And what about next week for the Wildcats? Yeah, we go on the road to Sterling, arguably the hottest team in the heart of America League right now. Uh, so, uh, but you know what? I tell our don't count our kids out. Uh, we're going to play hard. Uh, I'm hopeful that maybe we can contain the Wilson kid, who's uh, just a phenomenal. He'll just athlete. jump over you. Yeah. Oh mercy. Seven foot high jumper. Yeah, and then we go on the road. I think we could stack you two on top of each <laughs> other and make a jump over you for sure. Uh, we go to Bennington on Friday night. Always a tough place to play up at Bennington, but uh, you know it's. It's all it's wall to wall basketball from here on out. Like you said, it's going fast. So it's time to start playing wall. Did you have a muffin in there? <laughs> there were no muffins. I thought that they Another put week. them in there. Hey, we'll we'll get maybe next week. <laughs> well, Coach Unrow, enjoy the week. All Hopefully, right. you feel a little bit better. I hope so. Rest too. up. Hey, thanks. So you going to watch the Super Bowl? Or are you going to sleep I am, through it? I, you know, like I said, you, Jim, you, rem- I'm sure you remember 1969. Yeah, I was they, there uh, when I watched it on a black and white. I did the same thing. TV and that's right. Uh, yeah, as just a fifth grader, I remember it like it was yesterday. And I do too. I'll, yeah, me I won't, too. I won't be glued to the commercials tomorrow. I'll be glued to the game. I was so. only in first grade, so you know, it was 65 toss power trap. That's what I always remember. <laughs> go Chiefs! There you go. There you go. We'll take another break here on our high school coaches show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Continuing and wrapping up this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, we have turned to the Illyria Corner, which is always tucked in nicely here in our final window. And today it's a little different because Illyria did not play last night, but the Eagles are in action today as they will be taking on Rural Vista. And we'll start with boys coach Zach Goodrich. The Eagle boys are 7-5. and five. What time are you guys planning to play Rural Vista today? Because it was, this was not the original day on the schedule. Yes, we will play at 4 with the Varsity girls and 5.30 with the Varsity boys. So it should be a busy day. Well, Rural Vista, I know on the girls' side, has been very, very good this year. How have the Heat boys been this year? They've played some pretty pretty good uh, basketball early on. They gave Little River a tough a tough contest. I believe it was our first first game of the league league contest, and they were up all the way until the fourth quarter. So if that gives you any indication that they can play and give you a tough tough outing if you're not ready to go. And we haven't talked to you since last week. Great week for the uh, Elyria boys, the champions of the Cougar Classic at center. Uh, you had to be real thrilled by that. Very thrilled. Uh, more thrilled that we had an entire roster on the court, and uh, you guys have watched and read about Jackson Stone, and uh, he's kind of that hes that heart and soul of our team, and uh, he's wanting to have a great senior year, and you can just tell that the energy and the effort of our team uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if we can go on a little run here. Well, when you look at what's coming up, obviously, Rural Vista today and then next week, busy week, going on the road twice, playing at Gossel and then at Peabody. The week after that, you throw in a bunch more games as we're starting to get into makeup season as well as we have had a ton of games postponed. You have jammed in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games for the month of February. I think we can blame the athletic director for the poor <laughs> Well, Mother there. Nature, too. Yes. Well, Mother yeah, Nature. It's her fault as well. But how do you get these guys ready for what is going to be a really busy month of February? More games in February than you played in January. Uh, we uh, just want to focus on one at a time and allow guys to improve. Uh, we've had some young guys step up, and that's probably our biggest uh, emphasis right now is making sure that we can get a bench going as we prepare for a, a really tough regional with Gossel and Little River. And the, the the fun thing about that February is we could actually see them more than once in this in that time frame. And we're looking forward to it because I, I think we have some really good teams in our area and we just want to start playing our best basketball at this time. Well, and Gossel just came off playing Vance, so I'm sure uh, he probably filled you in there. Uh, the Lindemann kid, as, as he mentions, very good. So he's a guy you're going to have to stop but uh it seems like on paper you guys match up pretty well with gossel we do and they got us early and uh i don't make excuses uh we injuries that we, we didn't lose because of injuries and we didn't lose because we were tired after a, a friday saturday uh, we lost because we didn't compete and uh, i think we'll be ready to compete on tuesday who do the Tabor women have today the Tabor women have avila who's coming off a Ooh. big beat down on kansas westland so they they we better be ready to go or it 
could be a same result. Well, hopefully Coach Reed can get them going without you today. Unless you're going to do both. Are you going to find a way to do both? I can't do both today. (laughs) But he'll do a good job. That's why we've got to blame this Elyria AD for scheduling these games on Saturdays. (laughs) Coach Reed's going to get mad at you about that. But Coach Goodrich, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Well, they begin... Eight games in the month wow. of February. Yeah. That, that is well, a loaded month. Little River plays four and five days at some point here pretty quick. So they've got two makeup days in a week. But uh, Greg Fields, the Elyria girls coach, uh, getting ready to make his way in. And uh, Elyria girls, um, they I'm not sure what – I think Rural Vista is pretty good, though, aren't they? The Rural Vista girls are very good. That's what I thought. Well, they're only third in the state. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all. All right. Well, the Elyria, <laughs> Twelve and 0. The Elyria girls are 5-7 and seven on the season. And if I remember right, I remember you guys playing against Royal Vista, but haven't seen them yet this year. Going back to last weekend, Coach Fields, you guys were at the Cougar Classic as well at center and ended up losing the first game against center 33-21. You turn around and beat Peabody 26-11 and then ended up losing in the fifth place game to Harrington. It felt like your team is starting to get some of that offense back. I know the 26 and 21 point performances didn't quite show it, but this team it feels like continuing is continuing to start scoring the basketball a little bit more. Yeah, I mean we're we're just trying to improve a little bit each week, and I think we had some opportunities during that center tournament to get some of our young girls uh, more experience. We had I don't think we had any of our starters. Uh, we didn't have all of our starters at, at any one of the games. So uh, and that really helped get some of these younger girls some really good experience. Um, Alexis Swenson stepped up, hit some threes in each game during the tournament. Uh, Allie Stone uh, made, got, had her first start as a, as a freshman uh, because Olivia Peters was out uh, with a head injury during that game against Harrington on Saturday. And Allie Stone came in and played outstanding defense. Um, didn't turn the ball over like I was afraid a, a freshman might, uh, kind of that guard position, and, and really handled the ball very well. Showed a lot of composure. Uh, even though we lost that Harrington game, we had played them earlier in the season uh, with everyone except for Connie Schott, obviously, who'd, who'd torn her ACL at that point. But um, but we played a lot better. We had a lot better shot selection during that game, um, really played them closer. It was a tighter game. So we, we got down 10-1 to 1, uh, early in that game. Allie came in and hit a three right at the buzzer at the end of the first quarter, uh, just gave us a little life. And next thing you know, we're right back in that. We climbed back in and, and had it tied um, in the second quarter and kind of played with them uh, most of that time. If we hadn't let that, that initial um, deficit happen at the beginning of the game, I think we would, because that, that was the difference in the game. So um, we played with them. I was really proud of our young girls stepping up. So it'll be a big test for us t- uh, today here against Rural Vista. Um, anybody that's coming out, you know, if you go over to, to the roundhouse and you go to the, the, three, the free throw shooting contest, three-point shooting contest, you get done with that. Come on over to Elyria. I think our, our varsity game starts at 4. Probably just time to go uh, watch a little Elyria basketball out there at, at, uh, uh, at the school. Eagle Dome. Know, at the Eagle Dome yeah, from, from 4 to 6.30. Then you can come back and watch McPherson girls after that. So it should be, should be a fun day. Uh, we've got a big challenge up against Royal Vista today. Well, what did you guys do this week with no games? Did you just take a little <laughs> bit of time off in terms of trying to rest bodies for an eight-game month of February? What, what all did you do you this You know, week? we probably should have. Uh, Instead, actually, you just ran suicides it, for, for two days. You for, we, we worked really hard because I think what one thing that we realized, especially in the Harrington game, I feel like halfway through the game our, our young girls started really – um, playing a lot stronger, playing a, have a, a tougher mindset. And I, I know coming up here, we, we've got a long stretch with a lot of league schools and, and facing the number three team in the state on Saturday. I thought we've got to just get tougher. And so uh, we were, it was actually a very tough week. Uh, it was not a fun week for the girls, but I think it was a good week of practice. Uh, just trying to get their mindset ready to come. They're going to have to come battle and you can't worry about what the score is. You got to come just work hard every possession. And, and so, yeah, the, the girls got bruised up. They were sore. Uh, we had a chance to do some hard things at the beginning of the week because I knew we'd have a few days to recover uh, before a game. And so, yeah, they worked really hard. And I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens uh, tonight. Well, actually, we'll be without our leading scorer tonight, too, because she uh, had made plans to be at a wedding in South Dakota. So she'll be gone. So, yeah, we'll, we've got challenges, but it's opportunities for you, for some girls to step up. Thought you were going to say she was going to go to the Super Bowl. She's going to the Super Bowl. I, no, you I taking probably the would rather. 
Uh, I will take the Chiefs. Yeah, you can't you can't bet against Mahomes. So I think we'll. I knew that's I exactly that's guy. exactly what I said in yeah. my column. I knew yeah. I liked you. <laughs> I knew it. Well, the Illyria girls will play Rural Vista at four o'clock this afternoon. And Coach Fields, best of luck and go Chiefs. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, Steve. A very busy, busy morning as midseason tournament time is going to wind down for everybody today and. Then we begin that final sprint in the month of February for some of these teams. It'll be a six-game month, five-game month. For some teams, an eight-game month. And Roger Trimble making his way in very quickly. Oh, I quick. forgot about the father of dog ball. Very quickly making his way in. Little River Boys, what's the report? Had the week off. <laughs> there you go. Which gave me an opportunity to go to St. Louis and see our newest granddaughter uh, there. So uh, that we timed that. Did you name her Wamigo? Uh, middle name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Little River Boys, you're 9-3. and three. Last week at the Burton Tournament, lost in the championship game. Sounds like the Redskins are looking good this year. I think, yeah, it was a good tournament. Uh, along the way, Pretty Prairie, and we beat Gossel. Was, that, that was an important win because they're in our league and also in our uh, regional tournament. And then ran into Berean, which uh, has got to be one of the best teams in Class 1A. Undefeated. Very, very good. What do you got this week? Uh, we go to Harrington on Tuesday and then a big another showdown with Gossel at our place on Friday. So it's a big big week for the Redskins. Your former player, Coach Tyler Stewart for Shawnee Mission Northwest, coming to the Roundhouse tonight to take on Coach Strathman. Did you give him any advice? Uh, I did spend about uh, a quarter with him there. After, after his game, we got a chance to, to talk basically reminiscing uh, about things. And I found out that Tyler, the older he gets, the better he was. Oh. From back in Those games where he had two threes, he now had four threes in that game. It seems to work that way. He said, yeah, I remember yeah, senior year, I averaged 28 points a game. Well, Tyler, you averaged eight. What, what are you talking about? But, hey, Tyler's done a great job there. Uh, you know, Silver Lake before where he won the state championship and now at uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest. He's doing doing a really good job. I'm really, really proud of him. And I know he'll have a night, but uh, he's got some players and it'd be good, good experience for both teams. How about the uh, Battle of Bulldogs today at Sterling? You going to make your way over there? You know, I think I will. Hey, I, look at you. I usually I don't expect go on a the full road. report in triplicate. <laughs> I'll make sure that Tim Karstetter there gets you go. it to you. There you go. <laughs> He's well, my bus driver. There you go. Well, Coach Trimmel, how was the food out there? Good, good. Always good. Remember, you have to say good things. You can't say anything bad. <laughs> That's right. And it's kind of one of my go-to places on Wednesday at noon as well. So uh, <laughs> know them well. There you go. Well, so. Coach Roger Trimmel, continue to do great things. All right. Thank you, guys. You bet. All right, Steve. Busy day today. Busy day. 11 a.m. free throw contest, right. three-point shooting contest inside the Roundhouse for the Mid-America Classic. The seventh-place game between Ulysses and Manhattan at 2 Wichita Northwest and Shawnee Mission South at 345. Shawnee Mission, or excuse me, Olathe South and Wellington will be the third place game at 530. And then the final game of the day, 715, McPherson, Shawnee Mission Northwest for the Mid-America Classic Battle of undefeated teams. Let's fill the roundhouse tonight. There you go. Swap Shop is coming up next as we wrap things up on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Tammy is in the house, so go ahead and give us a call at 620-241-1504. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Lens Ford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.